every time it's here. We'll pick you up and dust you off when you're done with Everclear. We're the ones, have some fun, recovery 101. Recovery 101. The show you gotta hear. You're back from smoking crack when the reapers draw near. We're the ones when you're done. Recovery 101. Recovery 101. Recovery 101. Thank you to Teddy for our marvelous Recovery 101 jingle. Recovery 101 does not speak for A A N E O A C A G A P A S L A S L A A C R R R M M D R A H A P A C M A C Y A D N A B N A D N A Oh D N A Yeah I think I have some of that on the tissue Deoxyribonucleic acid Yes. Okay. Could that get you high? No. We don't speak for LSD either. Lysergic diethylmaldrine. I think that's how it's called. Anyway, welcome to Recovery 101. My name is Bruce B. As always with... Shelly. And Mark. Sweet. So. Yes. How's our day going? Mark and I went to a, an area meeting, a GSO meeting tonight. Woohoo! Yeah. <clears throat> If you guys aren't involved in GSO or your area groups and you've got enough time, you should do it. We're, Mark is the vice chair of the area, so next year he'll be the chair. He's working on the convention committee. I'm working on the convention committee. Guys should do it. There was actually, after hearing horror stories of that thing, mm-hmm. when we went, there was a lot of people, and they were mostly there on time. Yeah, that was really something. <laughs> there, was, there was quite a few people in there. I expected to walk in and have there be like three people because I've heard horror stories. And there was, uh, matter of fact, I ran into a guy there. I haven't seen this guy in 23 years. I was in Warm Springs with him. He looked right at me and he goes, Bruce? And I look at him and I don't recognize him at all. I'm like, yes. And he goes, oh, I was with you at Warm Springs. I'm like, Wow, because I didn't stay sober that time around, so that had to be between 23 and 25 years ago, I'm sure, at least. Because it was one of the last places I went, but it was interesting. Now, here's someone I haven't seen in forever, and he's got 22 years now, as do I. So it works if you work it. So he didn't stay sober that time either? No. No. Insert Warm Springs ad here. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? I liked Warm Springs, actually. Warm Springs was a fine, fine program. I just wasn't ready for whatever it was they wanted to tell me. As it is with every meeting, you know, you can have great meetings, and if the the person there to hear it isn't ready to hear it, they ain't going to hear it, no matter how good the meeting is. Yep. So, Shelly, what's happening? I had a very bad day. Yeah. Notice oh. you were staying out of the banter. I'm exhausted. I had... You remember a couple of shows ago we were talking about anger, and I said I'm just really not comfortable with it anymore. Uh huh. I'm really not. I had a raving nana today, and I didn't realize that I was that angry. I started shouting, and I didn't. I totally did not intend to start shouting. That was not my intention in explaining myself. And I had a captive audience because we were in the car. 
and I and then because I felt so icky and horrible about myself afterwards, I started a crying fit when I was hiccuping, coughing, where you sobbing. can't sobbing, where you can't breathe, kind of crying fits, and it went on for like forty five minutes, and then after that, I kept bursting into tears every twenty minutes. It was really not the incredible good. thing is while she was sobbing, she would be trying to tell me something. It is incredibly difficult to decipher what someone's saying. It's like, it's like I, I got about every seventh word, and I'm like, now probably not a good time to try and explain it. I just, I don't know. I just yes, dear. I got so frustrated and overwhelmed, and I just I didn't even do the yes, dear. He didn't say anything. No, I just drove there silently. Now I feel bad, and I have guilt, even though I've already apologized for it. I'm I just do not feel comfortable in my skin when you, I'm angry you, like that. You swept your side of the street. Ugh, I hate anger. Can I give you a word of advice? What? Get over it. Well, I haven't yet, so... Get over it. You're going to have to sometime. Yeah. It's going to have to happen. No time like the present. Well, and you know what? What? Well, it's time for the boozy news and the news not fit for booze. <laughs> that was absolutely stellar. It was. It was awesome. We had the nod and bob. The what? The nod and bob. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's our technical term for when we know it's start time to do the, the duties. Uh, in Kansas City, Missouri... Casey Moe. Uh, which is actually the home of Carrie Nation, who started the temperance movement, and which turned Bitch. into prohibition. Prohibition. Thank you so much for saying that word, because then I said prohibition. Pro- prohibition. prohibition. Um, that's her hometown, and there's actually a museum there in her honor. She actually went into bars with, with an wine axe bar? and started chopping stuff up. Welcome to the Carrie Nation Museum well, and Wine Bar. Interestingly she's, enough. She's lucky she didn't get shot. Interestingly enough, the city council uh, this week voted to allow liquor sales on Sundays. There have never been liquor sales there before on Sundays, except for an Easter Sunday. No, at the, in the town, the oh. whole town of Kansas City, Missouri. Okay. Um, they must really, really, really want to drink on Sundays because you know how long it takes from the time something is voted on to the time it's actually enacted and signed and everything's... This, yeah, liquor sales start today. And this was voted on like a week ago. They really want to drink on Sundays. There are many, many, many places in the U.S. where it's like that. When I lived in Oregon, that not only could you not buy it on Sunday or Monday, uh, you had to buy it at a state-run liquor store. You could buy beer any day, but if you wanted hard alcohol, you had to go to a state-run liquor on store. Monday. Huh? What did they do about Monday Night Football? They didn't. Well, you could buy beer. You know, guys would buy beer. Beer, beer and wine you could buy any day, but if you wanted hard booze, you had to wait. Or go buy it before Sunday. Yeah, but that wasn't good for us because if we bought it before Sunday, it'd be gone we'd way before, it su- before Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, if we bought it on Saturday, it was gone Saturday. Yeah. It was like buying next week's cocaine. Yeah. Yeah, I used that last week. <laughs> yeah. The week stash was all used up. Yesterday. I hate week stash. Um, in the U.K. Look. 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 Um, Catherine Goldberg, 25 years old, avoided jail um, after the court heard that prison would re- would ruin her promising and flourishing career. So apparently that's all you need to avoid jail in Britain is to tell them that it's going to ruin your career. It actually would for her because she's facing a, uh, uh, a sex offender charge. So 
she wouldn't be allowed to work with children, and she's a nursery school teacher. What she did was she drank a pint of whiskey. She got on a plane. She smuggled liquor onto the plane with her. I don't know how, but she did. Uh, she continued to drink on the plane. She bought drinks on the plane. She got literally, like, blind drunk. On At one point, she was in the galley on the plane rolling around on the floor. And she missed. I love chicks like that. She mistook one of the stewards for her boyfriend and grabbed his crotch awesome. and tried to have sex with him. That's where the sexual assault charge comes from. He didn't report it, did he? Uh, he didn't have to because the other stewardess has reported yeah, for him. Yeah, somebody else has reported Bitches. Yeah, she went berserk. And as an, uh, an addendum to this story, actually, after her court, after sh- during her court hearing, after this whole thing happened and during her court hearing, um, because the court hearing was just recently. She she has to do community service, and she's got to do some other things, but she doesn't have to go to jail, so she won't end up losing her career as a nursery school teacher. But she now attends five Alcoholics Anonymous meetings a week, and she told the judge that that plane ride was her rock bottom and that she's embarrassed and ashamed because she actually doesn't really remember what happened. Five a week? Yes. Wow, that's pretty stiff. In the U.S., like, you get a drunk driving, and you have to attend six total, and they give you, like, Three what, months. Yeah, months to do it. Wow, five a week. Oh, I, I, have, an, a, I have a story. I don't know if you got this, uh, but my friend Mark uh, sent this in. Mark P. In the city of Corona, California, voted on by a three to two uh, vote, the city council, God's calling, uh, the city council voted to have uh, it okay for grocery stores and big box stores to serve um, tastes or tests of alcohol. Oh, yeah. You told me about that. Up up to four. You could get four per Sam- store. Like samples? Yes. Per store per day. Now, Mark, of course, the flaming alcoholic that he is, immediately went online and found that there are 130 locations in the city of Corona where you could do that. And he said, talk about mapping out a route. No, no, no. You said there were 30 because it was 120 drinks. No, 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 no. Then I, I said it wrong. He said there was a no. Yeah, maybe it was thirty. Yeah, it was thirty because there was one hundred and twenty right. drinks. So you could get one hundred and twenty samples, not counting shift changes. So you could get one hundred and twenty samples, and after the shift change, went go back and get another hundred. You get two hundred and forty samples in a day of free booze. And someone mentioned to me, I think it was uh, a Mark from the show here, said, "Well, you know." People would, it would take a long time to figure that out. I'm like, no, it won't. Every bum on the street is going to have that figured out in no time. Yeah, Mark P. figured it out in a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it would be quite the booze cruise. That is probably... Because you, you took into effect uh, or into account the uh, fact that you could go in after shift change. You get 240 samples in a day. And even at a little sample, that'd it's be rocking. That's not how it works. You think it's for vendors supplying samples to whom? Yeah, because there's no grocery store that's going to purchase somebody's booze and then give it out as free samples. It's vendors coming in to give out samples. You might have one store in a town that's doing samples. You you don't think other stores will jump on that right away? No. I think they'll all have people inviting them in there to do it. I mean, apparently there's enough people that want to do it that it got them to enact it as a law. I mean, somebody's somebody's wanting to do it. Yeah, right. I don't think you're going to see it be as big as you think it is. As no, as big as we hoped it would be. 
you know, in case <laughs> I go back out, I want to get all that drinking for free. Yeah. Well, it might make for some amusing boozy news stories later on. Um, First time there's a boozy news story involving the outcome of that will be right before they vote it back out. Yeah. Uh, in Cookville, Tennessee. Cookville is a happening little town. I got... Uh, They're making people, a lot of meth there in actually. Cookville? Uh, no, but Charles Edward Jones uh, was arrested on a DUI. And decided that it would be a really good idea to try to avoid jail to eat the car seat in the back of the patrol car. And the police officer asked him why he was eating the car seat. He said, I don't know. That'll get you 5150. Yeah, well. <laughs> he literally he ripped the, the vinyl off the top of the seat and started eating the foam out of the seat. Ooh. Now, this is Tennessee, so I'm just saying. Really, this isn't. He probably didn't even know that was against the law in Tennessee. Yeah, this isn't like back in the day. My dad and I went fishing one time, and we—I don't can't remember what kind of car we had—a Tempest or something. And back then, there was straw inside the seats, and we come back from fishing. This horse is eating the seat out of the car, just ripped right through the side of it. it was eating the the straw out of the seat. Perfect. Yeah, it was beautiful. Um, also in Cookville. Also in Cookville. Yes. Really, um, they happen in town. Jessica Louise DeRiso, who is 24 years old, was arrested after police were called to investigate a disturbance at a Steak and Shake restaurant. If you've ever been to a Steak and Shake, it's not exactly like high class establishment. I've been to many Steak and Shakes. Really, really, pretty good shakes though. They have good shakes, not so good with the steak. Yeah. Are there any around it's here? It's like a burger joint. No, no, it's oh. a it's an East Coast thing. Midwest. Mid oh yeah, Midwest. Um, steak and Shake. Steak and Shake. Uh, she good shakes. Was arrested with uh, public in, on a public intoxication charge. She a went Republican in intoxication uh, carrying several beer cans. Proceeded to be abusive to the staff. I guess she wasn't served fast enough. Maybe um, they weren't shaken enough for. Her. <laughs> maybe. So they called the police when she saw the police car, and this is a total bonehead maneuver. She saw the police car pulling up. Instead of just slipping the cans into the nearest trash can, did she throw them? She at the ran car? outside, That's tried true. to hide behind her car, and dumped the booze out in front of the police. That was really not smart. Yeah, well, I'm sure if she would have dumped them in the trash can inside the store, the people in the store would have said she dumped it right there. Well, yeah, but I mean, that was just really obvious. She could have tried to at least be secretive about it, discreet. She's not a good addict and alcoholic like us. Yeah. Okay, now I've got one here that uh, is going to cause some controversy. Maybe uh -oh. we should do it after the next. Let's do it after the next one because the next one really kind of cheesed me off. I'm seriously ticked. So the one that cheesed you off won't cause any controversy. Probably not. Um, do you guys remember Dakota Meyer, Sergeant Dakota Meyer? We talked about him. He yep. was He's one of the only living Marines to receive the Medal of Honor. Yes. Um, because he saved 36 oh, yeah. of his comrades during an ambush in Afghanistan. Uh, he had no trouble getting a job after he got out of the military. Um, he went to work for a, um, a small defense well, so they work for disabled veterans. That's uh, through the Defense Department. They uh, uh, they help them buy small businesses and things. Um, it's called Uscar Technologies, and he worked there until April 2011 when he went to work for a defense contractor in England called BAE. They. He became disturbed when he found out that BAE is going to be selling armaments to Pakistani troops who are not on our side anymore. 
and he expressed his dismay. So they fired him and then sent out um, bad reviews on him and said, told people that he then applied for jobs with that he was insane. And had a drinking problem. Yes. Oh, you read the story? Yeah, I know. This. I'm pretty familiar with the story. Yeah, I'm. I'm like, and he and he isn't. I mean, he, all mm-hmm. he was doing was protesting the fact that we're sending mm-hmm. arms to a country that may be using them against us. So, are we not buddies with Pakistan anymore? Not so much. No, we, I haven't mean, you been watching I, the news? Did I miss something? You missed something. But they were sending them laser scopes that were a newer model and of higher quality than the ones that our troops have. Oh, and he was a little ticked about that. We should be buying them. He got his panties yeah. in a bunch. I hope that he gets, you know, he's been blocked from getting jobs because of this. I hope uh, that he's suing for a yeah, he boatload. Is. He's suing for uh, uh, defamation of character. Yeah, sue enough to shut him down. I hope so. And then he should buy all the scopes. Yeah. Distribute them to his buddies in the military. Well, Scott Shelley. Um, okay, we're not going to do the controversial one. We're going to do, because we only have time for one more, so we're going to do the feel-good one. Why not the controversial one? Okay, well, maybe we'll do that one fast in a minute, but okay. let's do the feel-good one. Okay. Okay. Um, it's kind of Christmassy, or not Christmassy. It's holiday vacation-y. Okay. Um, holiday rule. In British Columbia, a family from British Columbia went on vacation and lost, they went on a boat vacation, lost their digital camera overboard. And figured, well, that's it. You know, we lost our camera, yada, yeah. yada. Yeah. A scuba diver, and this is two years later, a scuba diver recently found their camera when he was scuba diving, pulled it up, and, well, obviously the camera's toast. But the SD card. He pulled the SD card out and was able to salvage 50 vacation photos for the family. Now, he didn't know who it belonged to, so he went on Facebook and, and some other social media things and posted a couple of the pictures looking for the family and some friend of a friend of a friend recognized the pictures and told them so they got their family vacation pictures back that's awesome yeah that is kind of cool facebook saves the day he's like the hero of the week (laughs) (laughs) controversy 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 alert controversy alert all right let me find it all right in providence rhode island Lawmakers are upset with the governor because he has decided to call the blue spruce tree that is erected in the state house a holiday tree instead of a Christmas tree. He's an idiot. Because he said that we should focus their energy on feeding and helping the less fortunate in their region. He said that he's basing that on Rhode Island's founding in 1636 by religious dissident Roger Williams, who founded Rhode Island as a haven for tolerance, religious tolerance, where government and religion are kept separate. And I have to agree with him. That's where the controversy comes, because I knew Mark wouldn't agree with me. It's, it's a Christmas, Christmas tree. I don't say Merry Christmas usually. I say Happy Holidays. I say Merry Christmas. I say Merry Christmas. You know why? Because I'm wishing you to have a nice holiday that I celebrate. I'm not dissing your holiday. If you have a holiday that's different, and you were to want to wish me a Happy, happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah. I would ver- be very happy that you felt enough towards me that you would wish that to me. Yeah. Therefore, I am wishing you a Merry Christmas. You know why? Because that's why I'm celebrating, because it's Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Thank you. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you. Okay, I just 
think that it's a lot easier to say happy holidays because then everybody's included. I'm all about inclusion. It's not a holiday tree. Yeah, why? Why are you it's not? It's a inc- Christmas. If I say it's actually a pagan thing, not a but if I uh, if, not a, a Christian Shelley, thing, we hijacked it. If I say Merry Christmas to you, why is that not inclusive to you, even if you're of another religious faith? Because they don't celebrate Christmas. I but do. I do, and I'm the one who's wishing them Merry Christmas. But they don't celebrate Christmas, so how are they going to have a Merry Christmas? Because they have the same day that we have. No, they don't. Hanukkah's a totally different time. No, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So Christmas is on the 25th. So if I say Merry Christmas and you say, how could they have a Merry Christmas? Because they, they could have a Merry good Christmas. day on what but we I have do. as Christmas Day. So I'm wishing I know, you a happy one. That just doesn't make any sense to me. You know what? I don't know how. If I was strolling through Israel in December, I probably would not wish people a Merry Christmas. Because I would figure probably the majority of them do celebrate Hanukkah because I I'll, am in their country. But I'll bet they would wish me Happy Hanukkah. They would, and I wouldn't be offended in the least. If someone wants me to wish me Happy anything, I am more than gracious to accept it. Still doesn't make any sense to me, but Okay. Really? If I go to Canada and they say Happy Boxing Day, I say, great, thanks. You too. Why not? Go to Mexico, it's Day of the Dead. Hey, hola, bien, Dia de los Muertos, tu es dead. I say, yeah, gracias, y tu. Feliz Navidad. All right, well, see, that was the controversy. There, that's the controversy, and now we've had it. It's I have a whole Christmas. bunch of other stories, and one of them was about naked women, but we're going to have to miss that. Wait. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. What the hell? Maybe not just yet. <laughs> okay, well, we're way over time. We're not going to do the doo-doos until you do that. Story. Yeah, All right. naked okay, women the story. Whole, now, the basketball crisis is over, but the basketball crisis spawned something that is called topless basketball. Awesome. In the... You know, in the unlikely event that there was no actual, you know, regular basketball, uh, some of the, there are actually some of the coaches, some of the players and stuff. There was a name here. Um, you can get two to five years for a flagrant foul. <laughs> <laughs> Is this like the lingerie football league? Have you seen kind that? Kind of, actually. Uh, Rick, uh, Rick Cabaret, he's a, an NBA star. I, I don't recognize the name. But he's got one of the leagues. They've gotten together a bunch of women who want to play basketball, and they decided to do it topless. They're all dancers from strip clubs. Yeah, I bet they yeah. are. <laughs> I love some of the quotes a fast here. Fast break, draw standing ovation. <laughs> I, I love some of the quotes here. Uh, the girls are really excited. We're practically busting out of our tops. Of course you are. You don't have any tops on. We plan to give them a really warm welcome. Um, and then one of the other girls, whose name is Sky. Welcome. She's a point guard for their team. S-K- a point guard. S-K-Y-E. How can you tell her the position are on. by the point? <laughs> She's the point guard. <laughs> She's the point guard. She says about her coach, I hear he's going to have us do a workout on Tuesday in front of the press. I can't wait to show off some of my moves. You don't have to have any moves. All you have to do is stand there and bounce up and down. The B-cup girl is the small forward. Yeah. Do you, do you, have you ever seen the man show it used to be on? Yes. Jimmy Kimmel and yep. Adam Kroll, and at, at the end of every show, they had girls on trampolines. That's all it took. Girls bouncing on trampolines. Yeah. That was it. <sighs> okay, well, now you've had your naked woman story. Mostly naked, she's topless. And that's the end of the boozy news. 
The New Way Foundation Victory House AWARE program is a state-licensed and certified substance abuse treatment provider located in Burbank. The New Way Foundation has a 50-bed residential program for men 18 to 64 years of age without insurance and outpatient programs for both women and men. New Way is a nonprofit foundation that is partially funded by Los Angeles Substance Abuse Prevention and Control under the Public Health Department and provides affordable and effective treatment. For over 40 years, New Way has been located in walking distance from beautiful downtown Burbank, numerous parks, and major transportation lines. In comfortable settings, nearly the entire continuum of care is offered by state-registered and certified counselors and interns. Don't wait for an accident, arrest, or overdose to contact us. Help yourself or your loved ones find treatment and the joys of recovery. When your way doesn't work anymore, try the new way. You can reach us at 818-842-9416 or on the Internet at new-way-foundation.com. Helping 25,000 people find a new way since 1967. Recovery 101. The New Way Foundation. Awesome. Saw the, saw the guy that runs that today? Yep. Great guy. I see him frequently. Shout out to Ira. Yep. He's going to be on the show here pretty soon. He better be. Uh, so. What? What? I'm in a rut. Why? Quit digging. Why are you I'm not really from? in a rut. I'm just saying... What if I'm in a rut? Go to another meeting. Who's the lead-out music by? I mean, we, we see it all the time. There's, a, like, a lot of different ruts. People get in ruts at work. They get in ruts at meetings. They get in ruts at their family life. You know, what do they do? What should they do? What You know, I mean, so, sometimes questions what, like that seem so obvious. What happens when the whole thing turns into one big rut? Your alarm goes off at the same time. You get up. You have a cup of coffee, you take a shower, you drive the same road to work every day, you drive the same road back from work every day. That's what I do. You sit in the same seat in your living room every evening, you get out of your seat three days a week to go to the same meeting. I wouldn't call that a rut, I'd call it a well-ordered life. Until it becomes a rut. It's a great ordered life until it isn't anymore. Yeah. Then what do you do, Shelly? Well, I actually like routine because it's part of my outside issue issue. Um, Routine is important. It keeps me from going too far up and down. But I did have a problem with getting in a rut at about three years. And, I mean, I just would sit in meetings and watch the clock. I mean, it was just just about meetings. It wasn't really about anything else in my life. I just did not want to sit in that meeting again. I mean, it didn't matter what meeting it was. And so my sponsor had me go to a few different meetings. And that helped a little bit. I mean, you know, just hearing some different people share. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. at the end of the day, or, well, in general, I ended up back at mainly at the, the meetings that I went to before. And... I realized that it wasn't really, it wasn't them, it was me. I wasn't listening anymore Mm -hmm. because I figured, oh, I've heard this person a million times. They don't have anything new to share to me, Mm -hmm. which isn't true. 
you know, I was being judgmental. And I'm back at mostly the same meetings I go to. Occasionally I'll go to a different one, but and and it's okay. It's all good. I'm I'm happy to be there. I have told guys that I sponsor recently that always go. We have a group of meetings that we mostly go to where I Monday, Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday, I see almost exactly the same people at all of them. And I've told guys I sponsor, you know what? Maybe maybe you guys uh I my sponsor goes to a really good men's meeting where it's a this where my sponsor has like medium time and he has like 26 years. And uh 27. I tell my guy at 27 it is 27, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. So I, I, I tell some of my guys, I'm like, you know what? You should go to that meeting at least for a while. I mean, see what other meetings have to offer because, you know, you will get in a rut. I've seen, you know, it's like Mark and I and, and Shelly have talked about before, like that default share where you go to that share where someone asks you to share and you share kind of the same thing. It's my default share. Thank mm-hmm. you for this. Thank you for that. Glad to see everyone here. Yeah. Thank you to the speaker. Your message was really great. Welcome to the newcomers. Congratulations to all the chip takers. Happy birthday, so-and-so. Yeah. Yeah. Recovery's been great to me, blah, blah, blah. And when you go to other meetings, you get that influx. I I think it's a great idea, and I've I've done that off and on. There's been times when uh, I was secretary or treasurer or coffee maker or literature, so I'm at the Thursday night meeting for literally years on end. And finally I got to a point where I said, Okay, Thursday night, I'm going to go to a different meeting. I started going out to Las Encinas again, which was one of the original places I got sober. Uh-huh. And uh, went there for a while, like uh-huh. maybe about a year or so. Came back, started going to the other meeting again. But, it, you know, it, it's the, the the feeling even of doing something different sometimes can really uh-huh. at least makes a difference to me. Uh-huh. You know, part of the thing, though, is like Saturday nights. There's a Saturday night meeting that I have a commitment at. But there's three meetings on Saturday night that I really enjoy. And then I was out of town for a couple of Saturday nights. So for a month, I didn't go to this meeting. Yeah, and it almost disappeared. I went last night. There were four of us when the meeting started. The secretary, the treasurer, and the coffee maker, and and me, the GSR. And I'm like... What happened? There were 15 people at that meeting last time I was there. And from what I hear, a couple of weeks ago, they didn't even have the meeting. Nope. They, they're but, not. Because there was this hot speaker over at another <laughs> meeting close by. <laughs> well, and their secretary and speaker didn't show up, so. Well, they, they stayed, they stayed uh, I think, for 30 minutes or so. And it was probably the same group you, you were talking about. And yep. Last night's meeting lasted an hour, and we all double-dipped. Yep. And it turned into a cluster, you know what, the last 10 minutes. Yep. So, but it's like, what happened? Because there's other meetings I like to go to. You and I both spoke at a Saturday night meeting. That's a really fun meeting to go to. I like to go once in a while, but I feel an obligation to go to a meeting that is dying and really needs help support. and it needs support and you know i don't want to see it go away yep yeah but you can't save every meeting maybe there's a reason why that meeting needs to go we yeah. saved it once yeah and you know what for a while 
There was well, you know what? It, it's one of those things, though. It's at a recovery home, and you know what? When the recovery home doesn't put, is doesn't there, support it. There's an extra fifteen people, and suddenly, instead of having four mm-hmm. or five people, there's twenty people. But they don't support that meeting. No, they don't. No. So that's kind of a rut. That I'd say that meeting's in a rut. Yeah. You should make some flyers for that meeting. Take oh, we should just turn it over to God. God will run it. Did it fold this week? I mean, did no? no. We had it. Was the secretary there? Yes. Oh, well, that's good. Not going to be there for the next three weeks. Ah, uh, including Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. Time, you know, which are really important. To be super there. important. Time for a vote, probably. Well, what other kind of rut, Shelly? I'm at work. You ever get in a rut at work? Um, no, not really. There's too many varied activities that I need to be doing. So there's always something different going on. Plus, there's different materials that come through. and I don't know. There's always something different. I mean, yes, I do the same basic things every day, you know. I process books, I do interlibrary loans, I check the donations, I do the same things every day, but it's always a little bit different every day. Right, you get a little bit so, of extra. Yeah, so there's, it, I don't really get in a rut at work. I get, I don't know, I think, right now I'm not in a rut, so, but I have been in the past, but I'm not right now. I sort of have a rut at work. And, uh, I mean, I, I run my stuff the same every Every day, it's the same kind of thing. I mean, my 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 job doesn't change every day, but I think there's some things that that I'm going to work on this week to change things up a little to excite myself a little about it because I, I really need to do some different stuff there anyway. But I used to work for a technology company, and the that stripper was pole awesome. You put in the other day is really going to be huh? cool. So the stripper pole you put in is really going to be cool. Well, yeah, the the, the stripper night, yeah. All strippers that come in and use the pole, they get a discount. Yeah. Yeah. Sticks right up out of the middle of a mattress. It's awesome. Shelly's looking at me. She's going to be the first one on the pole. <laughs> It'll be like one of those videos on YouTube that you see with the, the girl who's put up a stripper pole in her living room and not uh, not stuck it to the ceiling properly, and she gets on the pole and falls over. Yeah, it just like wipes <laughs> like out laughing. the TV. Yeah. La- laughing stripper pole. Yeah. Exactly. Wipes out the TV or the computer. It's, Half it's our audience awesome. has no idea what I'm talking about. Laughing? Laughing. Oh, yeah. I love laughing. Um, so, I, yeah, you know, I used to work for a technology company, and every day there was something new and different. I dug it, and I was a project manager, so there was always new projects to do, and that was cool. I loved that job. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what? Not everyone, not everyone is lucky to to have a thing like that. I mean, there's people that go and bag groceries all day, mm-hmm. and they bag groceries the same way every day and every day and every day and every day, or the guy that works at the assembly line, you know, and it's like, you know, that, that could be a thing, especially if you're in the program and you're maybe the rest of your life isn't that exciting. That really magnifies that for you. It makes you really need to stay close. Call your sponsor. Go to meetings. Go to some new meetings. It's like going to a new bar. There's new people. There's new people interaction. I think that's a great idea. Going to a bar? No, going to a new meeting. Oh. If you're drinking, going to a new bar is an <laughs> awesome idea. So, Shelly, what are your final words on the in a rut 
I don't know. For me, I was in a rut because I wasn't listening. I wasn't paying attention. That was my fault. Um, but, you know, if you feel like you're not getting out of your recovery what you want to, then do something different. I mean, if you keep doing the same things, you're going to get the same result. Ooh, insanity. Yeah. So you shouldn't be expecting anything different. But if you do something different, Mark? Yes. What are your final words on being in a rut? Switch from scotch to brandy. That's what I used to do. And it still works. If I was in a rut, I switched from scotch to brandy. But uh, now, you know, I mean, yeah, you pretty much said if you're in a rut, do something else. You know, force yourself out of it. Make yourself take a different route to work to start the day. You know, take the extra five minutes and go the little bit slower way. Yeah. You know, go to a different meeting. Better yet, go to a meeting and have a different attitude when you get there. Pretend like you might get something out of it, and you might get something out of it. Try and leave it better than you found it. If you like what you're getting, keep doing what you're doing. You know what I've always found? What have you always found? The grass may, in fact, be greener on the other side, Mm -hmm. but it's just as hard to cut. Uh, If you're in a rut... Ditto, actually, what, what both these guys said. The, the bottom line is, you know, stop digging. Don't stay in that same rut. Make yourself do something different. Um, it's all about what your attitude is, and if your attitude needs to be changed by going to different meetings or something, do that. And you'll find that when you go back to your original meeting, you'll find a care and comfort there that, that you haven't had in a while, and, uh, and you won't take it for granted so much. Shelly, who are our friends online? That would be in the rooms.com. Oh, I actually had you do that twice in a row, didn't I? Okay. Whatever. Dot com. Um, they run the... Twi- no. See, now you confuse me. Um, it's an online recovery community where you can put up a profile, meet some people in the A of your choice, go to online chats and meetings. You can uh, go to Friends of Recovery 101 it's and us. listen to the embedded player while you surf the site, and it's all free. Oh, and you can get there by going to recovery101.net Done and that. clicking on the In the Rooms banner. Sweet. There's How about our friends effect. back in... Uh, Philadelphia, Philadelphia, city of brotherly love. That would be Bruce. The other white meat he runs the Twelve Step Gazette at twelvestepgazette.com. dot com. Can we just find publication online? It is fine. You can get it emailed to you. Just as fine. <laughs> nice. You can subscribe, and they'll send it to you via the United States Postal Service. Awesome. It's just as nice when you get it. Eventually. If you'd like to get a franchise, or would like to inquire, therefore, thereof, therein, <laughs> you can contact Bruce, and he'll give you all the information you need to bring the 12 Soakers at your little corner of the world. One of these days, because Bruce listens to the show, uh-huh. and he's always, he writes emails and stuff. One of these days, we should just do a fake ad where we just dog him completely. God, God bless God, 12 Step, because that really sucks. He'd yeah, love that. Uh, he'd he'd appreciate the humor in that. Not so much. Once. <laughs> Once. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be persona non grata. Because yeah. we're in the 12-step gazette, too. Yes, we are. We get a little ad in there. Because he loves us. It says we're insanely funny. Well, it is a city of bromance. Insane is, would be more appropriate. Yeah. A picture, uh, of, our, a we've picture got, of our short bus. <laughs> yeah, we've got email addresses at uh, 
Recovery underscore 101 at Hotmail.com. Recovery 101 radio at Gmail.com. And uh, if you'd like to join the crack advertising staff, that's Recovery 101 radio sales at Gmail.com. And we've got videos at YouTube.com forward slash easy look and YouTube.com forward slash recovery 101 rule 62. As you can see, don't take yourself so damn seriously. We sure as hell don't. Shelly, who's the lead out music by? Uh, Forever Amber. Everybody, try and leave it better than you found it and be the example. We're out. And take care of you. But